Here we go. It's exciting. This is the opening of season three. Oh, that's awesome. So let's get down to it. Welcome to the Golden Strip Soundcast, the official podcast of the Golden Strip School of Music. And we are opening season three with an extremely special guest. Mm-hmm. Special guest, tell us all about yourself. Uh, my name is David Hawkins. I was originally introduced to the Golden Strip uh, School of Music as their publicist. Um, helped bring them to market and um, help them get exposure. But in the same fashion, I also um, found a friend in Dave. And uh, I am the owner of my PR lab, as well as a uh, country music performer. And I just released my first album. And as a performer, you go by? David Michael. David Michael. Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking. Oh, very good. How did you come to do the songs that you did? So uh, the songs that I did are all, they're all actually Patsy Cline covers. Um, It's a six song EP that was recorded in Nashville with a really amazing group of talented musicians, which I'd love to chat about later. But um, Patsy has just always been kind of my girl. Um, I was introduced to her when I was eight years old watching uh, a movie called Sweet Dreams starring Jessica Lange about her life. And she captivated me. Um, She was the first country music artist to ever cross over to pop. She was the first and only artist to write herself into the Grand Ole Opry. She was the first performer to get paid before shows versus after shows. Um, she really was a trailblazer, not just for women, but frankly for anyone that has um, that advocates for their own career within an industry where you're normally told what to do. Right. She actually told them what she was going to do. And she had the singing chops to back it up, which is just... Phenomenal. Oh, she definitely did. Yeah. Um, and, she, and she also went far too soon. She was uh, in her early 30s when she tragically was uh, killed in a plane crash. Um, so we, we definitely, there's a huge catalog of music. I mean, she was constantly recording. There's hundreds of songs out there, which, you know, God bless that. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wonder, you know, you have Loretta Lynn, you've got Dolly Parton, these incredible right. trailblazers that were her contemporaries, and you see what they've become. I only wonder what Patsy, could, what, what Patsy would be doing now. Oh, you could, you could only imagine. And it, it's, plane crashes have taken so many of our great artists. They really have. Yeah. It's, it's a little scary. Yeah, I think I'm just going to get an Uber. There you go. I'm, I'm just going to tour bus. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what, I got an Uber. Tour bus. tour bus. There you go. Um, well, you, you actually answered a couple of my questions that I had up there. Like, like how did you get your love of Patsy Cline? We, we got that. Well, I mean, and I'll expand on that. I mean, she really, uh, my mom introduced me to her and I guess intuitively knew that I was going to, um, to love her. But once I saw that movie, I mean, I'm talking about a quirky word, little, little kid. Um, I mean, I just dove straight into all her biographies, her entire catalog of work, um, really discovering how nuanced and, um, how powerful, how vulnerable, um, and how influential she was to all country music artists or artists in general today. I, I seem to remember the movie, but I guess it had no impact on me. It's really you should rewatch it. Um, it stands up. I mean, of course, I, I'm, I'm biased, um, but it, it's uh, Jessica Lange and Ed Harris, um, John Goodman's in it. Uh, there's some really, really fantastic acting. I think she was actually nominated for an Academy Award for that performance as well. Yeah, Ed Harris is one of my favorite actors. He's awesome, and one of my wife's favorite actors. So, well, you guys would love it. So I'll be able to get her to watch it. <laughs> Absolutely, Netflix and chill. That's right. <laughs> I and. <laughs> All right, so you said you did six songs on this. How, how did you come to record? 
Um, it's in a, Nashville, of all places. Yeah, yeah. So um, my dad was a career musician, and tragically, I lost him last October. Um, but he always wanted me to record with him. And, uh, you know, when your parents do something, it's just not cool. They could be right. the best driver there. They could be a rock star. And it's like, nah, that's not cool. Um, and, uh, and frankly, um, you know, if, if we're being honest, he had a, a pretty um, heavy drinking problem. And so for me, I saw music take him away from me. I saw him go on, you know, on tour. I saw him um, uh, kind of party too hard, and um, and it left him kind of a, a shell of a person. And so, um, but as a true musician, his way to connect with me, knowing that I love singing, was always wanting to, you know, record with me or you know play with me. And I never, I never said yes to it. And um, so, uh, you know, kind of a, a sidetrack to, to this. About two years ago, December of 2019, uh, I was at a charity benefit, and there was. Uh, like a silent auction item where it's like record one song at a Nashville recording studio right. and um, I guess the champagne had hit because I, I spent <laughs> way too much money on it. Um, great charity, great organization. Though. Um, but uh, so, but that was December 2019. I, we all went to hell in a handbasket like you know, 60 right. days later. Exactly. And so frankly, I forgot all about it. Well, um, my dad passed on October 13th and they called me on October 15th. Out of the blue. Wow, what and timing. They, and exactly. Very divine. And they said, uh, do you still want to do this? And it just felt like it was shepherded, honestly. Truly something from heaven, from, from my father, who had just passed two days prior, who had always wanted me to be a part of his music. And um, I felt really called upon to do it, which is also why I didn't want to do anything that I that I didn't have as much passion for, which was by Patsy was the, the go-to. Also... When um when they uh when we you know kind of figured out some of the logistics, they said, "Well, go ahead and send us just you singing into your phone. It doesn't matter if you're good. We're gonna make you sound great. We've got all this technology, blah blah blah." I'm thinking to myself like, "Nah, it, it's gonna be good." Um, <laughs> so I send uh, just me singing. Um, actually, it ended up being one of the songs on the album. It's called Roland. Um, and uh, they called me back and they were like, "This is really, really good." And it's also. Um, you know, all the songs, uh, my single in particular, it's 62 years old. I actually released it on the same day that Patsy did 62 years ago on January 9th. Oh, really? Uh, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, what, what I love most about these songs is um, it's not like my parents. It's actually my grandparents who listen to this. So, frankly, there's so many new ears that have not had the chance to listen to this beautiful orchestral. And I'm talking about the genre in general, like 1940s, 50s, and 60s country. Right. It is a beautiful orchestral, very well-composed um, uh, type of music. And, and it's going to be really great to, to bring new ears to this. So. Um, so yeah, then so they invited me up. Uh, we did six songs. I sang for thirteen and a half hours. Uh, oh, wow. Never done that before. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy with the result. Go ahead. You, you said you wanted to touch on the musicians that you worked with. I would love to. Shout Go out for to the band. Um, Feel so, free to name drop. <laughs> so, um, well, I'm going to. Um, these guys are career musicians. These are people that have worked in the industry forever. Um, I'll tell you kind of a, a funny story. So I, I meet everybody the first day, which I, I'm, I'm not. I don't know how to do this. I've never been in a recording studio. This is all very new to me. Um, but I told myself throughout the entire process, Dave, I said, I'm going to just, it's an exercise in staying present. I'm not going to create a narrative or an expectation. I'm just going to be in the moment and, you know, kind of check a bucket list item off. And um, as they're coming in, they're introducing themselves. And, and then so my producer's also giving me a little bit of credentials or, or bios on them. So uh, my drummer is also Vince Gill's drummer. 
Um, nice. It was uh, like, you know, king of country, um, total like goals. He, he was always one of my favorite artists. Love his I stuff. just saw him at the Grand Ole Opry and he was phenomenal. I'm getting goosebumps now just talking about him. Um, my producer uh, is Dolly Parton's producer. Um, my keyboardist is Olivia Newton-Johns, a company assistant keyboardist and strings guy. Um, and there was also some sound engineering from people at the Grand Ole Opry that were on the album. That's awesome. Now, I've heard He's Got You, mm-hmm. which is all, Is that the only one that's out right now? Yeah, that's the single that's out right now, He's okay. Got You. I, I, I was like, I didn't miss the rest of the EP, no. did I? No, no I no, haven't. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, we, um, I really just started uh, push on it, um, just getting it to a single release. I mean, I have national distribution, which I'm super, super grateful, very blessed to have a team of incredibly passionate people that are pushing this out, which is why I'm on streaming on all platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you get your music. Um, and that process is actually far more arduous than one might think. Uh, in addition to that, I also had to work with a legal team to um, have licensing to do these songs. Oh, sure. Because these are, I mean, I, I, I do Walking After Midnight on my album. I do I Fall to Pieces. These are very iconic Patsy songs. Absolutely. And um, and her family, her daughter Julie, is really, uh, as she should be, very protective over who records and who can make money on these songs right. that are so iconic to Patsy Cline. And so knowing that I've had the endorsement from her daughter, knowing that um, that we were able to, to go through the licensing kind of um, to maneuver that and to have it all come together, it's, you'd be so surprised how many people are on a six-song EP. It is the band, it's the licensing, it's the legal, it's it's the engineers, it's the bookers. I mean, it, there's so much work that goes into it. It, it makes sense now. It's a total industry. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a small army just to get the it one really song is. out. Now, you're doing... I thought I saw something about the proceeds from yes. this song. Yep. What, yep. What's going on with so, those? So, um, thank you so much for asking. Uh, so, as someone who's HIV positive and as someone who's uh, entering into country music entertainment, um, people, in fact, I had a lot of people in the industry um, tell me that I should not do that. But frankly, I mean, that it's not a secret. It's something that I've been proud to to help um, de- destigmatize and really exemplify what it is to be healthy and thriving living with HIV. And so, there are two organizations that are really close to my heart one is Aid Upstate, that's A-I-D, Upstate, and the other is Nashville Cares, and both of them basically do the same thing. Um, Nashville Cares is obviously based in Nashville, Aid Upstate is based here in Greenville, South Carolina, but they help people that are living with HIV have beautiful, healthy, robust lives through uh, medication, therapies, uh, transportation to their doctor's appointments, they'll help them find housing. Um, it's It's really, the idea behind it is, Yes, you can be on medication, but if you're living a highly stressful life, that medication is not going to be as effective in any case. And right. so giving these people the resources to live their best life um, it is something that I'm, I'm passionate. And I'm also a client of Aid Upstate, so it's very personal to me. It, I think it's so great that you were so open and honest about it because it does help. I can remember, God, friends of my brother who, you know, back in the late 80s, early 90s, suffered and died alone yeah. because people people were afraid to touch them. Absolutely. It, it was unbelievable. Well, and the stigma is still out there. I and mean, it's one of the reasons um, I was actually talking to uh, one of the um, directors of, of Nashville Cares, and I'll be splitting my time between Nashville and Greenville. And one of the things that um, he, and he said it in a way that was, it was sweet, but it was also kind of almost like a warning. He was like, well, you know, Nashville, there's a lot of stigma still here. And that's not anything that I'm not used to trust. Um, but I looked at him and I said, well, then all the more reason for me to be here um, and and be the person that's bold and brave enough to to 
Because not everybody can, frankly, whether it's right. a profession or they don't want their family to know. And that's their decision. And there is no disrespect or there is no shame on people that don't feel that they can be as transparent as I. I own my own businesses. I have an incredible uh, support system and people behind me. I remember when I actually, I call it my second coming out. It was about um, three years ago on World AIDS Day. And uh, I was so nervous. I was going to be on the news. It was this big story about, you know, what I'd gone through and, you know, what HIV is, what undetectable status is, um, a lot of science and a lot of the um, actual news around it. And I literally were speaking with my best friends like, okay, I could, I'm going to lose, probably going to lose clients. Um, uh, and I actually did lose a couple things. Um, but I kind of think like, well, if you don't, if you don't want the full best me, right. then we were probably not a fit to begin with. Um, but it's been one of the most in incredible things I've ever done. And I get emails and DMs, uh, you know, monthly from people all over the world that are really inspired by my um, transparency. And if all you ever did was help one person, that's one person that you've helped save absolutely and made their life that much better. And I, and I think it's awesome. I love that you do that. You. Um, that's yeah, one, so, that's one of the reasons that we were attracted to my PR lab is because of you and your thanks. openness, um, the way you do things. Thank you. You're not a, you're an open book I am as far so. as who you are. Well, it's a blessing to be able to be an open book. It, it really is an anointment. Like I, I can be, so I will be. Um, but I, I do want to uh, touch on that we were talking about um, the single. And yes. if you uh, purchase or download, um, if you buy the, the song, then 50% of that goes to Aid Upstate and Nashville Cares. I actually just came, uh, I guess it was last week I was in Nashville and provided them the first check. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, it was really, really sweet. Uh, and I was just emailing with them yesterday. Uh, I've got some checks I have to give out um, uh, to Aid Upstate this week, but it, it really has been, um, it's just a beautiful thing. And I think country music is ready. I know that a lot of people, and frankly, a lot of people on my team were like, you know, you to be this transparent, you're going to niche yourself. And I thought to myself, well, that's, that's a fine niche to be in. Um, exactly. If I'm the gay HIV transparent guy that you know, raises money through his uh, his entertainment and through his performances, then by all means, like put me on a shelf. <laughs> uh, not only that, but you would make it that much, I don't, don't want to say easier, but maybe give another country artist a reason to come out. Absolutely. When otherwise, they would have stayed hidden in the closet and been miserable their whole life. So when my PR team... Um, was uh, diving. It's interesting because I have a PR firm and I now have a, a PR team. I was just going to say, wait, is a PR guy has got a PR I team? I do. A publicist is a publicist, yeah. Um, which I'm sure I'm probably like their craziest client. But um, when we were researching about different like angles and, and how we can uh, share this story through the media, um, someone actually discovered that I am, as far as we know, and we did our due diligence, I am the first openly gay, HIV-positive country music entertainer in America. That's pretty crazy. That's a, mm -hmm. that's kind of a cool title to have. It is. Like you I'm said, some <laughs> people are some people are bigoted and you know are going to keep the stigma on you, unfortunately. But you're going to open the doors for so many other people. Something I'd like to do, and and this is a, a call to anybody that's out there in the LGBTQ kind of country music world, like I am, um, which which there are plenty of amazingly talented country passionate lgbtq performers singer songwriters uh, entertainers um i'm actually looking to put together uh greenville's first lgbtq country music festival um that's hopefully going to be this summer so shout out and call out to all those performers that would like to be a part and frankly you know if you're an ally that's you're still part of our family so right we welcome all
Right. And, and we would love to help. Um, as a matter of fact, I know one, one of our text exchanges, we were talking about you possibly getting out to promote this. Yes. Um, I have gotten word from Sean Allen, Kevin Hoyer, and no Josh way. Tennant, no way. drums, bass, and guitar that, oh that they are willing to help you. Oh my gosh. With this. Dave, um, I love this. You guys, I'm actually like hearing this right now live. I asked Dave if he might be able to put together um, a band through, through some of his teachers and Thanks for the surprise. This is yes. awesome. So Thank they're going to do so it. Um, you know, just got to work around their schedule because they've got theater work and stuff, especially this time of year. Yeah. But, you know, our, our guys are so cool. They're And so talented. When, when, I, when, I, when I asked them, I, I think it was like five minutes later when they were all like, yeah, as long as it works with our schedule. That's awesome. We'll do it. I will make it work with their schedule. Yeah. So I'll get you their contact information. Well, you've got... I think I'm in touch with most of them. Yeah, I think you got everybody but Josh. Yep, I'd love to. Yep. Yeah, I'm, so I'm still looking for a steel guitarist, too. Yeah, I don't Hopefully, any of you guys know a steel guitarist. Yep. Get, get a hold of David at my PR lab. It's pretty easy to do. <laughs> um, another thing I want to talk about is my PR lab. Sure. I saw big news the other day. Yes. And your love of Nashville. What's going <laughs> on there? So um, the, uh, my first time in Nashville was actually when I recorded the album, and that was only back in, um, in November. And since then, I think I've been like five times in the last three months. And every time I'm there, I just get more and more inspired. What I love most about Nashville, and it's very reminiscent of when I was 19 and I moved to New York. I moved to New York because it felt like I was diving into a city of dreams, of hopes, of want to be better, of being your best self and, and you know, really becoming without having limits, right? Like you don't even know where you're going to go because it's limitless. Right. And when I'm in Nashville, I feel very much the same way. And it's, um, it's very cool to be almost 37 years old, almost 20 years after I moved to New York because I moved when I was 19, and to feel that same fire again. Um, it's, it's been great to be home in, in Greenville and I'll continue to be here. My businesses are here, my family, all my friends, my support system. Uh, I love Greenville, but there's a, there's just a call to Nashville. And so as any businessman does, I said, well, I've got to start making money there since I spent too much of it there. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I got to like make money, not spend it all. I was going to say, it doesn't look like you're staying at Motel 8 when you go there. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a little business would be good to help pay for those yes, hotel exactly. rooms at least. Although, although when I'm there, at, um, my friend, um, Abby, Shout out to Abby up in Nashville. Um, I met her on one of my first trips, and every time I go, I see her. And now we're actually like true friends. And um, she, she said something the last time. She goes, "David, when you're here, you're in your vortex." And I just thought that was so that's such a cool way of saying it. Right? That is like, a cool way. Yeah, like you're in your vortex, and um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really thrilled to be able to launch my PR lab Nashville, which we're going to be focusing within the music industry, of course, because that's you know the the big cash crop of, well, of, of Music City. Um, but we're also going to be looking to do what we've done here, and that support small business owners, entrepreneurs, nonprofits, the the really boots on the ground type of uh, business people. Um, my PR lab has found a way to scale a very expensive service of public relations to a budget that's you know manageable right. um, for small businesses. And I'm really, really proud to have done that. I've worked for some of the largest PR firms, frankly, in the world and saw how much money was spent and, frankly, how much money was not utilized. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's a dream come true to be able to help someone who's just as much like me. It's another small exactly. business owner. We speak the same language. We walk the same walk. We know the value of a dollar is different for us. And we also know that the value of our time is different because you don't want to always have to be 
a business owner. Right. You still want to be a dad. You still want to be a son. You still want to be a husband or a wife. You know, and, and being able to to have a support system that provides not only media but also um, time away from the grind. Right, and, and I got to say, people, um, when we were David's client, he helped. He kicked us in the butt. Got, <laughs> got us, got us off our butts, and got us doing stuff. He got us promotions. He got us noticed. Well, here's um, the thing: when you have a client, and and, easy, and and he ended up becoming basically like family here. Oh so. gosh, thank you. Uh, and I feel the exact same about you, Dave. And frankly, when you have a client that is as receptive, who is. Um, you know, it, yes, we we definitely are accountability checkpoint people for our clients, um, and we are support systems. But it's it's still the story of you guys being told, and I I can't make that up. You know, nope. I can't make up how big your heart is. I can't make up how creative and innovative this you know, whole endeavor that you have is. How pivotable you were to open during the pandemic and just keep finding ways to chug on. That's not anything that's that's not you. Right. You were just the vessel to tell that story, and it was a pleasure. Oh shucks, and you know maybe someday we're not broke, we could be a client again. Oh, uh, listen, <laughs> we welcome you back anytime. Yeah, so so definitely, if you want PR. David is the man to go, and I think he'll be very successful in Nashville. So if you treat people in Nashville the way you treat the, your oh, clients you. in Greenville, it's going to be a huge success. Thank you. That's so, very, very kind of you. Best of luck. Anything else you wanted to touch on while you were here? Um, I think that's – that's. thank you so much for being here. Um, I love the fact that you've had three seasons. Um, anybody – like, I'm literally looking at a very, very cool podcast room. Um, so shout out and call out. Anybody's looking for a space, this is the way – this is the place to yes. do it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it, it's a big upgrade from the first studio hey, like that I was said, upstairs. You just keep chugging, keep evolving, you keep pivoting, and this is a yep. good pivot. Well, David, I appreciate you coming in. Oh, and do you mind if after we say goodbye, when I post this, if are we allowed to use part of your song as the outro, or are we not allowed to do I, that? I think, yeah, I mean, it's my show. Yes, yeah, I, I can't say why not. If you're cool with that, it won't be the whole song, just part Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it's listen, it's streaming on all platforms. So. Yeah, I mean, cause, and, and you're. <laughs> Because your voice is very different. It's, it is. It, it's it, the interpret and the interpretation of the song is awesome. Mm -hmm. it, it's not just a note for note reproduction of the song. It's not. No, and that's one thing that I really wanted to do. And um, I also asked them not to auto tune. Um, there were a couple, you know, just like little tiny things here and there, which they said, you know, I, I, they have to do in order to really master it in a way. Um, but I was very implicit when I said I don't want to sound uh, like a robot. I don't, if, you know, if my voice cracks or if there's, um, you know, I, I want the performance and the emotion right. to be the driving force. I don't have to have a perfect performance uh, as long as those things land. And, and frankly, I think I, I was able to achieve that. I, I would say the emotion comes through. Yeah. Someone yeah. said the other day that um, they haven't heard a man's voice sing country and pine. You know, and I was like, wow, that's really, because it's, a lot of countries, especially now, and men are there's no vulnerability. I mean, even if it's about a broken heart, it's just kind of callous. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just call it bro country. That's what, it is bro that's, country. that's what it's become. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a pleasure to reinterpret um, some someone that was as emotional of a performer as Patsy and do it in my way and do it, you know, in 2022. Yep. Well, I love it. Make sure you guys get get it, download it, check it out everywhere. He's got you by David Michael. Yes. Look for David Michael. That's it. As you people can tell, I could sit here and talk to David all day long, and he's a busy man. He's got to go. Oh, this, this was such a pleasure. I might get invited back. Oh, you'll definitely be invited back. Okay. Anytime you want to come by, Thank you me. come by. It's an open invitation. You. You've been listening to the Golden Strip Soundcast, the official podcast of the Golden Strip School of Music. And we're done. 
I've got your class ring That proves you care And it still looks the same As when you gave it dear The only thing different The only thing new I've got these little things He's got you 